Vanetics with Gabriel of Urantia and Neon Emerson Chase, an ongoing series of lectures and teachings on spiritual leadership, personal change, and the principles of divine administration. Part of the curriculum of the University of Ascension Science and the Physics of Rebellion. More information can be found at UASPR.org. This episode is titled, The Call to Leadership, The Responsibility of Divine Administration and Destiny Reservists to the People of Urantia. The Americans are coming. Spiritualution is on its way. Here is Neon Emerson Chase. Many people have immigrated to America with a dream of religious freedom. Some of those people followed a religion that was not the status quo of their country. They were considered to be in a cult, so they decided to come to America where, their pers- where the dream of having freedom to pursue their personal choices of religion could be manifested. People still have the vision of the United States of America as being the land of freedom, where an individual is allowed to pursue his or her choices of religion, career, lifestyle, and pursuit of personal happiness. On July 2nd of this year, I gave a talk about the paradox in gaining true freedom. According to the Urantia book, true freedom and personal liberty within God's laws and His divine pattern are only attained through discipline and voluntary self-restraint. Voluntary self-restraint. Lucifer challenged that paradox of true freedom and introduced the idea of unbridled liberty, liberty without personal responsibility, which is so prevalent today in our American culture. Initially, Lucifer's manifesto of unbridled liberty may seem like true freedom, but it very quickly deteriorates into confusion, chaos, and misery for the individuals, groups, and whole societies that follow it. In comparisons with other countries on Urantia, the citizens of the United States do have more freedoms than any other country. But unfortunately, many of the freedoms are more of Lucifer's false liberty than true liberty within God's divine administration. And much of those freedoms are at the cost of other people's liberty and freedoms. There is so much confusion today in Western civilization as to what is true freedom, especially freedom within the laws of God, the Universal Father. Most major world religions, Hinduism, Buddhism, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, have all an embryonic understanding of God, the first source and center. There is a basic comprehension that God has absolute laws and that freedom must be lived within those laws. On page 615 of the Urantia book, a mighty messenger clarifies freedom within the law of God. He says, No being in all the universe 
has the rightful liberty to deprive any other being of true liberty, the right to love and be loved, the privilege of worshiping God and of serving his or her fellows. That true liberty that the Melchizedek is talking about involves three things, what I call ethical socialization, loving others, and being loved. This involves the pursuit of happiness and having privacy within your own home, as well as many other little freedoms. And this is considered by the Melchizedek a right, the freedom to love others and to be loved. That is a right for every single human being on this planet. Another thing that true liberty involves is worship of God, which we would consider religious freedom and to worship God any way that an individual chooses to worship God. And another aspect of true liberty is responsibility for others in selfless service. Isn't that interesting that this Melchizedek points out that serving others selflessly is part of true liberty? I'd like to point out that the freedoms of the worship of God and serving others are considered privileges in divine administration. In a divine new order society within divine administration, we strive to live the ideals that are presented in the Urantia book and continuing fifth epical revelation. We students of the Urantia book know that there are three levels of universe reality, material, mindal, and spiritual. Remember that the emotional aspect of human beings involves all three levels. For there are material emotions as well as intellectual and spiritual emotions. There are high ideals within divine pattern on all three of these levels that we are striving to implement within divine administration. A Melchizedek tells us on page 780 of the Urantia book that while the ideal of society is universal freedom, and universal freedom means freedom for every individual, for all individuals, so while the ideal of society is universal freedom, idleness should never be tolerated. All able-bodied persons should be compelled to do at least a self-sustaining amount of work. In other words, the minimum amount of work for each individual is that it would provide for their needs and desires enough work to be self-sustaining. But ideally, each individual within this ideal society should work even more to help uplift and sustain others. And that includes the responsibility to not only self and sustaining self, but to serve and help sustain others. The Urantia book expands upon several kinds of freedom within an ideal society. On a physical level, there's the freedom from food slavery. In other words, 
all people within a society are not enslaved to focusing their every waking hour to mere physical survival. Today, we would call that economic freedom, the ability for every individual to work and provide all the physical necessities for themselves and for their families. In a society that values this freedom, labor and work are considered desirable and honorable. And according to a Melchizedek, there is a social disgust for both idleness and unearned wealth. So we know that the quality then of economic freedom is not available for everyone yet on this planet. Even in the United States, it's not available for everyone, though the right to work is highly valued here and jobs are much more available for the citizens in the United States than in most other countries. But the history of America is riddled with examples of misuse, abuse, and actual taking away of freedom to work in a sustainable manner. One example is the Native American tribes, the original American citizens. Their various lifestyles and work was taken away from them when they were forced to live on reservations and no longer live the way they had for hundreds and hundreds of years. The results have been disastrous for the red race of this land. They continue to suffer economic and spiritual poverty. For their economics, their culture, and their religion were taken from them and replaced with a citizenship in the margins and fringes of the dominant culture. And that's where they still are today. And this dominant culture is a culture that values unbridled liberty. And that unbridled liberty breeds materialism, empty inner lives, and utter selfishness. Unfortunately, economic freedom and material prosperity for some then definitely can be at the expense of others' freedoms when it is practiced within the ideas, not ideals, but ideas of Lucifer's false freedom. A Melchizedek tells us in the Urantia book that under this false freedom of selfishness, capitalism or any other form of economic freedom is abused by unfair capitalists and creates great injustices and suffering for others. If capitalism or any other form of economic endeavors are practiced within divine administration procedures and ideals, the true liberty of selflessness is implemented and then all people benefit. Obviously, that's not happening today for many. And the multinational corporations, most of them originated in this country, but they all have their place in Western civilization countries. These multinational corporations do abuse the freedoms that they operate under. And as we are so aware, it is the corporations that in reality rule the world 
at this moment in time and space. Freedoms of the mind is another type of freedom that the Urantia book talks about. And these freedoms of the mind involve many, many areas, and I'm not going to get into a lot of detail about them. As we evolve, though, intellectually, understanding the physical laws of nature as well as the moral and spiritual truths and laws of God, our minds are liberated from many fears based on ignorance and superstition. And it is our responsibility to educate others and to help liberate others in their own minds. A Melchizedek states on page 802 of the Urantia book, he makes a comment about freedom of the mind. He says, unless a free people are educated, taught to think intelligently and plan wisely, freedom usually does more harm than good. If intelligent thought and wisdom do not go into making choices, those decisions may be based on luciferic, unbridled liberty and come from lack of insight, lack of foresight, and lack of compassion. And thus chaos and devastation will happen. The Urantia book indicates that as individuals continue to evolve and expand in their education, and in their understanding of reality, they will be liberated from fundamentalistic thinking. And we know that it is the fundamentalistic thinking that so often creates the wars. And as long as minds are fundamentalistic and very narrow, the peace cannot be made. Progress, true progress cannot be made. And so those people need to be liberated in their minds by revelation from their own fundamentalistic thinking. With freedom of speech, which we Americans, boy, do we value that, and we flap our mouths, and we have our pens going all the time, and man, we take advantage of the so-called information age. But with that freedom of speech and other forms of expression, must come a sense of responsibility for others and a spiritualized understanding of all situations in life. If there is not that intelligence, wisdom, and spiritual discernment in the persons who are so freely expressing, then they are coming from a place of unbridled liberty and contribute to the problems of the world rather than bringing enlightenment and aid. It would be better if they were mute. Eventually, individuals and societies must evolve to the point within true freedom where they are liberated from the mores, traditions, superstitions, values, ideas, and cultural expectations that are under the influence of the Lucifer Manifesto rather than under the influence of true freedom of God's divine administration. As Melchizedek tells us on page 1114 of the Urantia book, that the highest form of freedom that individuals and a society should strive for is 
freedom from all conventional and traditional handicaps. And that's a tough one because we're pretty much enslaved to convention and traditions. Whether they're family conventions and traditions or societal ones or personal ones. Individuals within this divine new order society here dare to think, act, and live honestly, loyally, fearlessly, and truthfully. These progressive individuals of any society that dare to think, really think, they do think for themselves. There's no such thing as brainwashing nor are they under any type of mind control. This type of ideal society is definitely not dangerous. But much of what is accepted as status quo within the controlling dominant cultures on Urantia is indeed dangerous to all of life, including individual persons and groups of people. Those who benefit from the freedoms of America, and especially the leaders of this country, need to embrace something Jesus said 2,000 years ago. Jesus said, if one person craves freedom, liberty, he or she must remember that all other persons long for the same freedom. Groups of such liberty-loving mortals cannot live together in peace without becoming subservient to such laws, rules, and regulations as will grant each person the same degree of freedom while at the same time safeguarding an equal degree of freedom for all of his or her fellow mortals. If one person is to be absolutely free, then another person must become an absolute slave. And I think that we Americans, we need to look at the freedoms that we have, who in other countries are slaves, so that we can have all those things that we have and all of the freedoms that we have. Jesus says, the relative nature of freedom is true socially, economically, and politically. Freedom is the gift of civilization made possible by the enforcement of law. Religion makes it spiritually possible to realize the brotherhood and sisterhood of all people but it will require humankind government to regulate the social, economic, and political problems associated with such a goal of human happiness and efficiency. And as we look at the human governments today, we know that they are all struggling in this. And we realize then that those human governments must be within God's laws and procedures within his divine pattern, that any human government that is going to implement this true freedom must be within divine administration. Thank you. 
Vanetics with Gabriel of Urantia and Neon Emerson Chase, an ongoing series of lectures and teachings on spiritual leadership, personal change, and the principles of divine administration. Part of the curriculum of the University of Ascension Science and the Physics of Rebellion. More information can be found at uaspr.org.